On the first day of Christmas my true love gave to me a Tolkien anthology. On the second day of Christmas my true love gave to me two white wizards and a Tolkien anthology. On the third day of Christmas my true love gave to me three stone trolls, two white wizards, and a Tolkien anthology. John. On the fourth day of Christmas my true love gave to me four friendly hobbits, three stone trolls, two white wizards, and a Tolkien anthology. Please don't go any further. On the fifth day of Christmas my true love gave to me the one ring. John! Ah, oh, jeez. Nobody ever lets me get through this. We have a show to record. <sighs> Can I skip to the last verse? Okay. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve dwarves a-digging, eleven elven archers, ten horsemen riding, nine evil ringwraiths, eight orcs attacking, seven giant eagles, six Sorakai the... One ring. Four friendly hobbits, three stone trolls, two white wizards, and a Tolkien anthology. Lovely. Boom, 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 boom. We're John and Andy. We have a show. Yep. Needed a theme song, so I wrote one. Here you go. We're both late bloomers and a perfect pair. Got married, went to school, had a kid, started over with a whole new career. <laughs> We've got to figure out this thing as we go. The John and Andy Show. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to Oh Shoot Reboot, the holiday episode. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm uh, peachy. I'm sitting across from my lovely wife, Andy. And as we're recording this, it is just after the new year. And we've been on a little bit of a break for a while. Sorry about that. I've Holidays been... got away from us. I was lazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That too. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to break away from our narrative of past episodes for an episode because... It's the holidays. It's a new year. Uh, we just celebrated Christmas. I uh, thought maybe we'd emphasize that a little bit more on this episode before moving on with talking about education and stuff like that. And early into the show, we already have Brody in them in with us. Brody is a gigantic cat. I still think he's part raccoon. <laughs> or at least mancoon. You got a good yard on this cat. Yeah. <laughs> he's a giant one. And uh, I know this is totally off subject and might not stay in, but one of my favorite things about him is that we got him at the SPCA. And every time the SPCA needs volunteers, their Facebook post includes a picture of a volunteer holding Brody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he looks giant in that picture. Tiny little volunteer girl holding this gigantic cat. And, oh, it's ours. <laughs> so, dear, how do you feel Christmas went this year? No, I think, I think it was a good Christmas. Christmas itself, Christmas. I think, was good. Yeah. The lead-up was a little stressful, as always. Yeah, as always, this is a cruddy year. Yes, but I feel like, for me, Christmas Day itself, like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, I really enjoyed. It was peaceful. It was relaxing. And it did feel somewhat normal, and that that's because, well, 
people talk about staying in their bubble and not traveling for the holidays, but our whole family is pretty much in a bubble. We all kind of work in and around each other, so we didn't really have a need to separate ourselves. Right. Unlike Thanksgiving, where we were not able to have a normal Thanksgiving because of family members being sick, we were able to have a somewhat normal Christmas. We were missing your sister, who does live out of state, who's not in our bubble. But other than that, we were able to have a pretty normal Christmas celebration. Yep, Christmas Eve with my family, Christmas Day with yours, some really cute baby goats in that mix there. (laughs) (laughs) They are pretty cute. We'll be hearing from Eileen here in a little bit with the Jelly Bean Report. We'll see how she enjoyed her Christmas, and we'll be doing a little song project that she and Andy challenged me to do. (laughs) That'll be a fun little thing. One thing I think, uh, you know... We did a lot of our normal traditions this year. We did go look at lights. We did go bake cookies. Well, Eileen and I baked cookies. We didn't get to bake cookies with everybody, but we got to bake cookies and have some of our good traditional things. Streamed a lot of TV. Yes. Yes. Lots of Disney Plus for our daughter. Eileen has discovered a new show on Disney Plus, uh, On Point, which is about the New York City Ballet school and uh, students learning ballet and she's obsessed with that the american ballet academy i believe is uh sap the school of american ballet oh yeah which is sponsored by the new york ballet ballet in a couple the last couple of years has actually been a regular topic of discussion in our house anyway because i produce podcasts for the fort wayne ballet and it was pretty cool the other week that the Fort Wayne Ballet, because they've not been able to do their Nutcracker live, they had the Nutcracker performed on TV. So that was exciting to see, and Eileen enjoyed that as well. Yeah, I thought it was pretty awesome that they were able to get a sponsor. And yeah. actually, I think it aired twice, once on Christmas Eve and once on Christmas Day. This was the first year that we've been able to entice Eileen to watch the ballet, the Nutcracker, because we've always had an option of going to see it and given her that option, but she's never wanted to. But because of watching On Point and seeing the kids get ready to perform the Nutcracker in that show, she was excited about the Nutcracker this year. Yeah, and it was interesting to see, too, the uh, the Fort Wayne Ballet's take on it, as opposed to... I'm now very well versed in the uh, the Balanchine version from the New York Ballet because we've watched that series about 12 times at this point. That's our daughter. When yeah. she finds something she likes, we have to watch it over and over again. <laughs> but it's fun to see the differences between the, the two productions. And for those of you who don't know, haven't thought much about the Fort Wayne Ballet, they are actually a world-class company of dancers, and they are pretty brilliant as far as what they do and uh, it's been a real privilege to work with them on the podcasting i wish i could dance like them but you know i'm just not (laughs) graceful i am not but yeah i I would encourage anyone listening to this to go to wayneshout.com and check out kinetic conversations with the fort wayne ballet and you can hear us interviewing famous instructors from around the world and have a frank discussion on dance and modern dance and what it means And it's a really good program, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. So check that out, would you? WayneShout.com. I was just going to throw in that until we watched On Point, I never knew that the main character in The Nutcracker, the girl, 
went by more than one name in different versions. I thought it was always, and now I'm blanking on the name. But in the New York Ballet's version, she is Marie. Uh, that is not what I had ever known her as. I think it's Claire or something, isn't Claire, it? No. Clara? Something like that. Something along those lines. Anyways, it's a little nutcracker history for you. <laughs> there actually is, uh, from last year's archive, um, an episode devoted to the history of the Nutcracker, and check that out. So if you're interested, and check out Disney Plus's show. I'll plug that. It was a very good program. What I thought was interesting uh, from that show was uh, how expensive it must be to go through shoes as a ballerina. Yes. They go through two pairs of point shoes a week. And they're about 50 to to $100 a pair. It's crazy. So what I've learned is that if you are a ballet parent, you must be very committed financially <laughs> <laughs> to uh, your child being a ballerina. Yeah. And now to our main discussion. We were going to talk uh, in this episode about da -da -da, New Year's resolutions. Resolutions. It's that time of year uh, when yes. people go... Oh, I'm going to do great things this year. And then about two weeks later, just throw it out the window. But we're going to try very, very hard not to. Well, I, I think as I was preparing for this and thinking about my resolutions, and I was actually sat down with my laptop and typed them out, I thought, you know what? It's good to put goals on paper. Anytime in the past I've made a resolution with air quotes because I don't know how I feel about actual resolutions so much as goals for the year. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's really a difference between the two. But there's something about actually writing your goals down instead of just saying, this is what I want to do, but writing them down and it's having something to go back and reference back to. Because, you know, all your goals need to be measurable. They need to be simple. On NPR yesterday, I heard two completely opposite views from uh, life coaches or something. One was saying, you must make little practical goals and things that you can do easily and things that won't stress you out. And the other one's like, oh, think big. And th there's something to be said for both of those, I think. But you well. should make your goals manageable. But our, our show is about trying to make your life happier. And, you know, sometimes you have to shoot for the stars, but... Yes, I do believe that sometimes you have to shoot for the stars. But being in the field that I am in, and we always talk about goals. I know lots of fields talk about goals, but I feel like we, we seem to do it more in social services for some reason. But we always talk about making smart goals. And sm well, not just the word smart, but it actually stands for something. Being specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Time bound. Time bound. So that you actually put some. That makes sense. Yeah. So anyways, like I said, this year, I feel like it's different than other years because I'm taking the time to write them down and be more specific about what I want. With what we're trying to do with the podcast, it kind of puts it in a different perspective, too. I mean, we're putting this on the airwaves, so trying to hold ourselves a little more accountable, too. But the goal, ultimately, is to be happy with who you are and what you're doing in life. And if you're not happy, you got to fix something, and you got to fix something sometimes. So it doesn't have to be a New Year's resolution, but, you know, just sit down and make a goal for yourself and say, let's start now. So... Why don't we talk a little bit about what our New Year's resolutions are? All right. Resolutions. Woohoo! 
Well, one of the main ones for me, and and uh, we've discussed this at length, and it's been a off and on struggle for a while now, is weight loss. I, for one, am definitely classified in the morbidly obese range and have been for a large chunk of my life. We're both heavier people. And, yes. Uh, it's a struggle. It is. I like food a lot. So much. <laughs> It's hard when you really, truly enjoy food. And it's not just that you know that food is something that your body needs and such, but that you truly enjoy the taste of food and the act of eating. Um, When we were calorie counting a year ago, Mm -hmm. and we both had lost some weight, and then we kind of went off of that. What I COVID didn't help with any of that, as, as is the case with a lot of people right now. Right. But what I had realized that I think I hadn't ever realized with weight loss before is that when I was truly portioning my food and eating within my calorie count is that I would be not necessarily that I was still hungry at the end of a meal, but that I was sad that I didn't have any more food to eat because I truly enjoy the act of eating. We should mention, I don't think we've mentioned yet on the show that we had been working with the uh, Parkview Weight Loss Clinic for a about a year or so and uh, we did lose some weight and they're they're great people over there i liked everybody that we worked with over there and i learned a lot yeah but what i also learned is that uh you can be working with great people and knowledgeable people and people who want to see you succeed but if you're not ready for that yet or you have a lot of other outside stressors in your life Unfortunately, you may not succeed. We hit a slump, admittedly, and it it got to the point we had to, at least for a while, give up on the weight loss clinic because we were spending money that we were not getting anywhere on. My goal for this year is to get back on that and improve my health, and I want to lose at least 60 pounds this year, eat healthier, exercise more. Another thing that's hard to do during current conditions, but... uh, Someday I'll get back to that gym membership, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unfortunately for me, I'm not quite ready to go back to the gyms with COVID numbers where they're at. For me, I want to lose weight, but I'm going to focus on some health things more than actual weight loss. But I think the two will go hand in hand. At this point, my blood sugar is at the high end of pre-diabetic and, you know. Same with mine been something I've known is happening, but I've kind of dug my head in the sand and was ignoring. But now I need to really work on that. And in June, I'm supposed to go back and check my A1C again, and I need it to be lower. So I'm going to concentrate on counting my carbs, doing at least 30 minutes of exercise five days a week, walking, dancing, whatever, and to cook at least five days a week. And you're not a stranger to diabetes, too, because you had gestational diabetes when you were pregnant. Yes. And I'm, you impressed me every day, but I was especially impressed over that because you were a, you had this little life to take care of, and you were a Nazi about it. You actually lost weight while pregnant, and not because you weren't eating, but because you were eating properly, and you were eating according to the diet, and our child was not born with any kind of difficulties. I mean... Gestational diabetes babies sometimes are like are very large, yes, or, yeah. and they not can overweight, go. But they're like 
Well, they're they're not overweight. They just gain weight because well, their sugar levels are high in the womb, and then they drop yeah. once they're born, and they can have troubles with that. I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes at 14 weeks, which is really early. You usually don't test for it until 28 weeks. But I had had a random blood test where my blood sugar was high, so they made me test for it early. So I spent the majority of my pregnancy counting my carbs, pricking my finger four times a day to check my blood sugar and, you know, making sure. And yes, it was all so that that little baby that was growing inside me didn't have any birth defects or come out with, you know, being gigantic because she was big enough as it was. (laughs) Yeah, she was she was a tall kid. But yeah, you weighed less. Uh, after having the baby than you did before you got pregnant. Yes, I left the hospital about 10 to 15 pounds lighter than when I got pregnant. And I did it because there was another life depending on it. Yeah. And I need to, one of my goals this year is to try to mimic that. I want to be healthier so that my daughter learns to be healthier and so that I'm here in 10 years still for my family. I want to try to regain that focus, that it's not just, I'm not doing it for me and my health only, but also for her and her health and you and your health. And Same with me. I've reached the point again where it takes a degree of effort to get out of a chair that uh, is unfortunate all the time. I don't like to stand up and that's not good. So yeah, if you've seen our promo pictures, I'm a big guy. I'm uh, I'm probably back up closer to 400 than I want to think about. So, yes, if you all want to help us with accountability, we would appreciate that. But along with my uh, health goals, my blood pressure has really been up and down the last few years. Yeah. Even on medication, it can be normal one visit and then high the next. So I want to really work on my health to get that under control, too, because... I do think about how, you know, heart disease runs in my family. And I'm only 10 to 11 years younger than my mom was when she had her first heart attack. And that's not a whole lot of time. So I want to work on my health now to hopefully avoid some of those things in the future. So now that we've talked about our weight and health goals and resolutions, do we have others? Uh, I do. Do you? I do. Throw one out there? Well, one of mine is some financial goals. Yeah. Pay down some more debt and to increase our credit scores and to save. I don't know. I think we've talked about it some, but we've lived on one income for four or five years. Yeah, you were I, working part-time through at least some of being in college. And now I'm working for myself, but it's not paying a whole lot yet. But Right. We have Wayne Shout. We're hoping to expand Wayne Shout and take that in some interesting places. But for right now, we're absorbing some costs. I need to get a better understanding of business finances and uh, take Wayne Shout to a, a place where it's self-sustaining. I took some business classes in college, but they were mostly on how to write a proper memo. <laughs> <laughs> some of my resolutions are from a professional standpoint. I want to take Wayne Shout to a place where it's growing both in an audience and in the number of shows we host and the amount of entertainment we can put out. Find ways to promote Wayne Shout and Canvas for some new podcasters and new sponsors. Eventually, I want to, you know, have sponsors for our shows. That'd be nice. 
<laughs> I'm also working towards expanding my uh, voiceover work, looking towards developing a demo reel. So if any of those of you listening like John's voice and you know of someone who needs voiceover work, please reach out. I have always wanted to be a cartoon. <laughs> he kind of is, guys. <laughs> Before our uh, Masterclass subscription subsided the other week, uh, I did watch a Masterclass from the woman who does the voice of Bart Simpson on voiceover work, and she's talking about the importance of having a good demo reel and developing characters that you can get to easily. And I think this is one of my uh, probably go-to voices. I use this voice a lot for reading to Eileen. <laughs> it's my Gerald the Elephant voice for Elephant and Piggy books. I was working on like a, a newscaster voice the other day, like a grizzled. The concept in my head behind the character is like this wizened old street reporter who wants to believe he's a serious news anchor and he's like reporting ridiculous things. Thank you. This is Jack Ball reporting downtown outside the 7-Eleven where they're giving away free Slurpees. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm developing some of my character voices. I probably can't do, I probably can't do Muppet voices for some copyright things. Probably some copyright issues. I have some uh, specific goals for home life other than being healthier and financial goals. Is it to just be more present when I'm home? We have a five-year-old daughter, and she is an only child. And what I am learning about being the parent of an only child is that you are also their friend. You're their playmate. Not just their, not that you're not their friend, but you're their playmate. Yeah. And that she doesn't have anybody else at home, especially with COVID and social distancing and everything. You know, we can't invite friends over like we would normally be able to. And that she's always looking to me and you to play. Yeah, and I may not be overly enthusiastic about playing with Barbies, but turns out I'm going to be playing with Barbies. <laughs> yeah, it's a dad thing, whatever. <laughs> hey, at least she hasn't started putting makeup on you and doing your nails yet. <laughs> that will be <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of the way these things progressed here. <laughs> But not only being more present for our daughter and, you know, and that, but also uh, just being more organized at home and going through and maybe room by room getting organized. And yeah, unfortunately, we're both pack rats. And uh, well, it wouldn't be as noticeable if we lived in a larger house. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if we're any worse than anybody else, but we live in a small house. And a large chunk of it is attempting to convert over for business use here. So it makes everything that much smaller, really. True. You've taken up at least half of our storage room to turn it into a studio. But that's okay. It's worth it. I enjoy it, though. I like having a place to work down here. I like being able to be creative. I enjoy doing this podcast, the amount of creative stuff I've been able to do with it. It's uh, mostly pretty campy. Um, <laughs> But that's who I am. But it's nice to it's nice to feel like I'm creating something and, and using my imagination for good or evil. Although I will say I'm not sure in the next podcast I'm going to be having any new music because I've written a lot of music or created a lot of music for this show already. I enjoy the feeling of producing something when I'm songwriting, but the process is horrifying for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, just going by how our life has been, what my life was like before I met you, I feel like being able to keep changing is probably the best thing for your mental health. It's it's always striving to be better and not being stagnant. I think when you're stagnant, that's when you can't enjoy yourself. People are just meant to keep developing. I agree. And I think we've both been there before, feeling stagnant and not like you we continue developing. I think that's uh, it's part of the reason I agreed to do this podcast. Because I can admit that at first the idea horrified me, but we did it and we're doing it and I'm not horrified by it anymore. I've not ever put a lot of stock in resolutions because I feel like they end up not going anywhere. But at the same time, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't make goals. Well, when you started building the studio and we were kind of in a spot where we were in a slump, kind of feeling stagnant, you created us a five-year family goal poster. And I think we're on year two or three of that Mm -hmm. right now. It's not in front of me, so I can't remember. But I'm thinking that we should add our goals Mm -hmm. to that poster so that... Maybe make up a new poster. A new five-year poster with Mm -hmm. this year being year one. But that also keeps the goals visible. Doing all of this on the podcast will keep us honest, too, and we can talk about our progress from time to time. Basically, what we're saying is you don't need to make it a New Year's resolution, but you want to make a goal for yourself and you want to figure out what's going to make you happy. And I can't stress this enough. I think it's the act of going through something, working on those changes, not being stagnant is what ultimately makes you feel better about yourself. I'm always going to regret having not ever tried as opposed to having tried and failed. You have to fail once in a while. You got to go through that motion. I think even if you're unhappy in one area of your life, if you make a change in a different area to try to be a positive change in a different area, it's going to affect all areas of your life. When I was in school studying social work theories, one of my favorite theories talked about how every area of your life was overlapping and you, if something happened in one area, it affected all of them. So if you make a positive change in one area of your life, it's going to affect all the areas of your life and make you a happier person. I'll throw out an example of this, what's happened in this past year, too. I don't know if listening to this, if you are a religious person or not, that's entirely your business, not mine. But I am a religious person, and I've had issues over the years. There's been times when I've been very frustrated and turned away from religion somewhat. But church has always made me feel better about things. But I haven't gone that much in the last couple of years until, and this is amazingly something positive to come (laughs) out of COVID-19, the church that we attend which you can find on uh, wayneshout.com, actually, uh, (laughs) Gethsemane Lutheran Church, because they had to start doing virtual church services. I was asked to be a videographer because of my technical skills, although, to be honest, I'm an audio engineer, and uh, I think sometimes my video skills are a little questionable (laughs) if you look at the videos. But as a result, I have been religiously going to church weekly for the last several months and i feel much better about myself and about life and i've felt more positive and upbeat and 
I think there's numerous reasons for that. One, it's, you know, I'm helping. I'm helping the church. I'm helping people who want to attend church but are too afraid. Or in, in this case, we're back to once again having only virtual services. For a while, we had both. But with the COVID numbers up in Indiana, we're back to just doing virtual services. Aside from that and the religious aspect of it, it feels good to say, hey, I've, I've had a technical training in this department. I know what I'm doing, and people are recognizing my abilities and asking me for help. And that makes me feel better about myself. But just ultimately, it was something new. It was something I needed. I can't thank COVID for much, but I can thank it for that. <laughs> well, God does work in amazing ways. Yeah. And yeah, I, I agree. I think that we needed a push to get back to church. Yeah. And a reason to go every week and this has been it. And I think it, it's helped it's helped Eileen a lot. It amazes me how much she also goes to a Lutheran preschool and she learns a lot about God and Jesus there. But it just amazes me how much she absorbs and learns about religion when we're going to church every week. And Eileen has been going with me to record these and she winds up being uh on camera with the pastor for the children's sermon, and that's been entertaining, to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> if you don't remember how entertaining a child Eileen is, again, we'll have her segment here shortly. We did make the promise on the last episode that, you know, we did the It Happened on Your Birthday, uh, where basically I used our niece Sophia's birthday as an excuse to talk about the exploding whale. Um, <laughs> Which horrified our daughter, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so for this one, I was planning on, and we should have done this at the beginning of the month, but we didn't record until now. We were going to bring back that segment for our other niece and me, because we both share a birthday on December 1st. So without further ado, here is It Happened on Your Birthday. It happened on your birthday. So the problem here is that... Nothing happened on our birthday. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Nothing funny happened <laughs> on December 1st. Except for John was born. <laughs> Actually, some pretty cool things did happen on December 1st. They're just not all that funny. For instance, in 1955, Rosa Parks didn't give up her seat on a bus. It's awesome. Yeah. Particularly relevant this year, I think. Also, in 1913... Henry Ford started the first assembly line and started rolling off Model Ts. Oh, wow. On December 1st. So now I'm going to studiously not give a comment one way or the other on the fact that on December 1st, 1953, the first issue of Playboy was uh, uh, <laughs> came out with Marilyn Monroe as the first centerfold. Celebrate that news however you choose. <laughs> Very importantly, though, in 2003, on December 1st, was the premiere of one of the greatest movies of all time in Wellington, New Zealand, The Return of the King, the final chapter of the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> of course, something movie had to be, a movie had to be thrown in there somewhere. Uh -huh. Perhaps not as entertaining as an exploding whale, but eh, it happened on your birthday. <laughs> it happened on my birthday. It happened on your birthday. Maybe that segment will return. I don't know. Depends. We'll see. We'll see. I think now, without further ado, we should introduce our lovely talkative daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she just glows, though. She sat down today, and she put the headphones on, and she just lit up. She's like, 
this is my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so we are now going to explore Eileen's Christmas and a little musical project that they sicked on me. In today's episode of The Jelly Bean Report. It's the Jelly Bean Report with Eileen Dawkins. Welcome to a fresh installment of the Jelly Bean Report with Eileen. Hi, baby doll. How are you? <laughs> good. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, she really enjoyed Christmas this year. I see that. What did you get? I got a dollhouse and a singing cockatoo. A singing cockatoo. Yeah. So yeah you've really enjoyed the dollhouse, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, Grandma got you that, didn't she? Mm-hmm. I also got, let's see, I got a makeover Barbie. A makeover Barbie? Yeah. Well, <laughs> makeover Barbie head and a Barbie that gives puppies. Cute little bass. <laughs> got a dog groomer. Dog groomer Barbie. Barbie, yeah. Whoa. What else did you get? I also got a pigeon puppet stuffy. A, a pigeon stuffy? The Mo Willems pigeon stuffy? Yeah. yeah. We Do like you... reading Mo Willems books, don't we? Hmm? Do you remember what Santa Claus brought you? Um, He brought me a pizza cat pizza game. And? Yeah. What was the big thing he brought you? Scooter. A scooter. That's I also right. got Olaf stuffy. Yeah, giant Olaf stuffy from Frozen. And you're you're getting pretty good on the scooter, aren't you too? Yes. Yeah. It's been just warm enough that we could duck out a little bit and uh, scoot down the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. I went around the block a few days ago. Mm-hmm. That's right. You made it all the way around the block. <laughs> What was that? I think somebody <laughs> farted. Did you just fart? Yeah. That might get left in. <laughs> you won't leave a fart in my podcast. <laughs> Have you heard this podcast? Because I might. <laughs> so it sounds like you had a really good Christmas. I did. I got some really awesome cool toys. Yeah. And um, I got. Two puzzles. Yeah. Nice. And I got bicycle lights. Oh, that's right. To put on your bicycle wheels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you get any books this year? Yeah. You just read one of them. What was it? Do you remember what it was it about? It was about a piggy nanny for baby goats. Yeah. A pig that's a nanny for goats. Mm-hmm. That was a cute book. And one of them even had a little goat walker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. A pig that takes care of rescue goats, and one of them only had two legs. Yeah. They needed a walker. And one of them only had three legs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Her name so- was Lila, like my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And me and my Does friend. Does Lila have three legs? No. <laughs> and me and my friend Lila are going to go ice skating next weekend. Yeah, her mommy said that they would be available. That should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, none of the mommies break their legs. <laughs> <laughs> none of them well. <laughs> he's not even going to try. <laughs> so, um, today on the Jelly Bean Report, you guys challenged me. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You, guys, you guys gave me a little bit of a challenge. Um, this, this is something that started with a project in college. Make songs out of everyday objects, rhythm grids and, and some percussion and stuff. 
So you guys challenged me to do that with some stuff I found outside. Mm-hmm. And, uh... We can tell you what some of them are. Uh-huh. So, like, a squeaky swing pole. Yeah, a swing hinge at the park. Yeah, it's really squeaky. Uh-huh. That's a pretty fun element in this little piece yeah. I did. Yeah, and scrunchling leaves. Yeah, I had you shuffle through some leaves, and uh, that came out kind of a almost shaker kind of thing. Well, actually, the shaker, uh, we've had some dried bean pods that rattled really loudly, so we mm-hmm. did that. So some bean pods from trees as a shaker, and uh, I did some... Wind chimes as bells. Yeah, oh, yes. Wind chimes, you're right. And I did, uh, like, bang on some poles. And um, I'm kind of blanking on some of the other stuff. Maybe I can fill it in after we listen to it. So why don't we listen to what I came up with with these found sounds. Okay. Just for disclosure, I did put a drum in there, just a bass drum hit. Yeah. Because uh, it needed a little something extra. Everything else is objects found around the yard. Or around the Or park. the playground, yeah. My lesson. I hear the squeaky pole. What do you think? I, I mean, like it. You like it? It's my jelly bean report boob bomb. <laughs> well, that's a seal of approval where it counts for Mylene. Mm-hmm. What was it? What did you... What was your favorite sound in there? Ting, ting, ting. Yeah, I really like the one part where where the ting sounded kind of funny. Ting, ting, ting. That, was, that was wind chimes played backwards. Oh. Ting, ting. I feel like that needed to have someone choreograph a weird uh, beam, beam, modern boom, dance piece beam, to beam, it. <laughs> beam, beam, yeah, it is kind of a modern interpretation, uh, ding, uh, ding. tribal rhythm sort mm-hmm, of thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that about does it for the Jelly Bean Report. So long, everybody. Bye, Eileen. Bye. See you all next time. Loves and kisses from Eileen. I love Junie B books. So that was the Jelly Bean Report with our lovely daughter. We should probably wrap this show up, dear. It is getting late and I do have to work in the morning. Yeah, so to wrap up, let's make some goals. We made goals. We you made make goals. goals. Yes. 
Make goals, write them down, make them visible where you can see them on a regular basis. You might be surprised what you could do if you put your mind to it. People change themselves every day. Well, that's our show. Hope you like it. Oh Shoot Reboot is a product of Wayne Shout Productions. Please check us out on WayneShout.com along with our other fine shows. We should have some new shows coming out in the next couple of months. I'm very excited about it. Check out Kate and Ella in Coffee and Cryptids. They're cranking out their reports of not-too-spooky tales on a weekly basis. And our friends Ben and Caleb are working on a between-seasons episode of Storytelling Breakdown. We can hardly wait for that. And if you follow Wayne Shout on Facebook and Instagram, you can find out when that happens. Also, you can find episodes of Kinetic Conversations with the Fort Wayne Ballet and Sunday Sermons from Gethsemane Lutheran Church. All that on WayneShout.com. Wayne Shout! <laughs> <laughs> our main theme and audio content is produced by me, John Dawkins, and our closing theme is Legend or Myth by Rosalind and the Way. Our guest host today was Eileen Kenny Dawkins, and my beautiful co-host is Andy Dawkins. Is there anything you'd like to add, my dear? I would like to add that I did read an article this evening that said that, according to historians, 2020 has not been the worst year in history. For the U.S., they rank it at number eight. So there we go. We have something to look forward to. This was not the worst year in history. <laughs> we didn't quite compete with the bubonic plague. That was, a, that was the worst year in world history. <laughs> 13-something. <laughs> well, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This is the Rebooters saying toodaloo. I can play, I can play the right part To get me where I want to be And I can lie Make you feel like the fault was never mine I can hide behind some big lies but should I walk away from the end of the story? Should I say face to preserve all glories? Oh, is that who I want to be? I want to know what happens if I stay in fight. I want to know. has been a Wayne Shout production. Wayne Shout.